Do you ever find yourself saying, why did that really have to happen? And what does that mean? Well, take off your reading glasses, burn your associate's degree, and put on your dunce cap because it's time for a dumb podcast for smart people. Welcome, 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 welcome to the show, a dumb podcast for smart people. I'm Dell, And I'm Aaron. And this is our show where we talk about, we give our dumb take about cool stuff that's going on. Yeah, I think it's uh, good to uh, talk about dumb things with an intelligent lens, and we hope that you enjoy uh, our opining on various Mm -hmm. topics. We just want you to grow. I want to grow big and strong. Like a tree, like a Uh tree that can move around. Uh Um, But hey, first off, again, if you're a fan of Lobotomy 101, welcome. Sorry, Lobotomy's dead. If you are a family member of Aaron, thanks for being our fans. (laughs) And we are on all of the places. We aren't on Instagram yet, but we do have a Facebook group page. So if you go to facebook.com slash, I think it's, if you just search dumb podcast or smart people, you can find us there. And we're also on Twitter. And I forgot the handle because I'm bad at this job. Here, talk. I'm stalling. Do you remember? Oh, oh. it's at dumb underscore pod. Spectacular. Dumb, dumb pod was already taken. <laughs> I wonder by who. Wait, I just tweeted a picture of us recording. Look at it. Ooh. And we're also on. Uh, we're also oh, on Anchor FM. Already throttling. <laughs> Anchor so much. Anchor FM at a dumb podcast, and uh, we are on Spotify. And we should also be on all the places. So if you like us, give us a review and subscribe, and tell your friends. And uh, with all of that out of the way, welcome to our brand new baby podcast. Uh huh. So Dell, let's get into it. The people have come here for some stupid, stupid, dumb, idiotic, uh, moronic. Content. But, but, you know, we don't want to insult intelligence. We want to provide smart, dumb everything. Yeah. It's a perfect podcast. Right. Um, You know, there are some podcasts um, that are a bit pretentious by trying to think that we they need to educate people. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. Or people that talk on podcasts like, hey, you should be thankful you're listening to me. (laughs) <laughs> I've noticed like some podcasts that I listen to. I'm going to tell you how plastic knives are made. And I'm it's not... going to change the view of your wife. <laughs> this is something that you don't need, but I'm going to tell you why you don't need it and how amazing that is. You ever looked under the hood of a car? Don't. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Gary Hughes from Fort Wayne, Indiana, never looked under the hood of a car until today, and it changed his life forever. Until a rhinoceros <laughs> uh, came out of his gas cap. You know, it's stuff like that. I've listened to a couple podcasts and they're on this one network and all of the commercials for podcasts on that network sound like people who are like, hey, everybody, this is Garisha here and I'm here to tell you about how to get fit and be cool. And all of it's all very like intense Hollywoody. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, entertainment is transactional, isn't it? It's, it is. Um, you as a someone, someone who consumes entertainment and information it's you're supposed to be gaining something from it so that's where the marketing comes from so maybe that's what we have to do with this podcast we do how is this going to impact your life uh your name might be susan you could be in cedar rapids iowa your name could be uh jamal and you could be in maine i don't know (laughs) anyone could be listening anyone is listening and what i want to do 
is like I'd said, I want to provide people quality content for their ears and their minds and their brains, but not in a way that's like pretentious. Sure. So it's a, just a dumb podcast. A little bit more approachable, you yeah. know, because I think we're both introspective people and we also um, see the world and experience it in our own introspective and intelligent way. Think of it as like Ira Glass after a couple beers. Yeah. I bet he's real cool. Or Margaret Thatcher after she has plugged the toilet. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just do? <laughs> what did I do? Uh-oh. <laughs> so, Dell, let's get into it straight let's away. Let's get into it. So, here's what I want to talk about. Here's my hot take. Disney Plus. It's uh, Everyone's talking about it. Baby Yoda, he's coming home. There's a new movie with... I've Mul- been enjoying those memes. Yeah, the memes are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baby Yoda, he uh, he's memed all over the place. He is, of course, the one of the characters in the show The Mandalorian, which is a show about... A side group of people in Star Wars. This is the Star Wars universe. It is. So there's Boba Fett is probably the famous, most famous Mandalorian in the Star Wars movies. As opposed to like, there's also his father person character, Jango Fett or whatever. And Uh he's the guy that all the clones were made after. So there's a whole thing. And the Mandalorians are this ancient culture. They're not like a race of people. They're a culture of people and they wear this armor. And it's very like honorable, tribal, warlike people. And he just looks super cool. Boba Fett looks great. He's awesome. And so this is a an unnamed Mandalorian bounty hunter. It's after Return of the Jedi. And he has his baby Yoda. Okay. And they're just... It's very like samurai movie western. 70s spaghetti western. Like lone gunslinger. And he has to take care of this thing that he, he originally doesn't care about. It's an obligation. But he grows attached to it. Now he has to protect it. And it's like... Showing him that the gift was inside of his heart all along, kind of thing. So this is the Yoda species. This is not Yoda himself. It's not Baby Yoda, the guy. Oh, it's a in the Star Wars universe. I feel loud. I feel lied to. <laughs> in the Star Wars universe, Yoda isn't actually identified as a race. They say Yoda's race. Nobody knows what it is. And George Lucas. No actually, one has the words for it. No one. No George Lucas, the creator of Yoda, said that I don't want people to know because I want him to be mysterious. But there's like another Yoda species. This there, is what the, there's a I, whole species of whatever Yoda right. is. But we, he doesn't want to put a name to it. There is no name as far as we know. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> when you're naming every other species, I want to know the origin. Especially I want the when every name is just like, group garp. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's a group garp. Now, Dell, I'm going to take a step back. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard a lot of chatter about Disney+. Plus. I don't really know, like, what is the interface? What is the content on here? Because I'm kind of in the dark about this. And how do you how do you get this? You, it's like a streaming service you sign up for, right? So it's like Netflix, but all Disney. And it's okay. not just Disney. It's Disney, Pixar, uh, also the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. It's Star Wars. National Geographic and the Star Wars Universe. Is it everything that has ever been created? I mean... Or is it curated? It's basically everything. Like, there are some things, like Solo, one of the newer Star Wars movies, isn't on it yet. Mm. And when you go to search for it, it says, due to licensing obligations, Solo will be up in January or whatever. Uh-huh. And then there's stuff like Song of the South, which is notoriously... That's oh, on there? Well, it's horribly racist. Uh-huh. But it's not on there. Okay. You know, so there are some things that are, are unfindable. Um, there are some hidden gems that aren't there. But I would say 99% of their catalog... You ever hear of like the Disney vault when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. And it was always a big thing because like this is gonna, going to go back in the, the Disney vault. The fox and the hound. So buy eight copies of Pinocchio because <laughs> you're never going to be able to get it again, right. Susan, in Cedar Rapids, So Iowa. they even have like a, a category called 
out of the vault. And it's like Robin Hood and Peter Pan and Pinocchio uh-huh, and Sword, uh-huh. Sword in the Stone and everything. And I've just been loving watching, like, I have this passionate, like, heartfelt place for, like, the 70s Disney movies where they're all, like, live action, like, mm-hmm. bed knobs and broomsticks yep. and the love bug and the love like, bug, yeah. The cat from outer space and uh, the computer who wore tennis shoes that have been lost to time. Right. And now they're all back and uh, Gus starring Don Knotts and a donkey that kicks a football. It's incredible. Oh, Don Knotts with his huge <laughs> eyes that take up 50% of his face. <laughs> but so, okay. So something that Disney's got a little bit of criticism for is that, well, you know, there's this whole idea of that. Back in the day, everyone was very racist, like very, yeah. very overtly like, ha ha, you're racist. They loved it. And it's just part of culture. And so they have little warnings that come up in every movie. Okay. There'll be some like in the corner that'll say like mild peril and rude humor or <laughs> to pick, to, here's one for like uh, like under Ronald Dalmatians. It'll be like depictions of tobacco. Every cartoon yeah. until like 95, everyone's just smoking Smoking, smoking pipes, like chimneys. Cigarettes. And then there's some that one that says, um, may like movie presented as originally presented movie produced as originally presented may contain outdated, uh, like racial representations. Yeah. Which is an interesting way of putting, Hey, this was racist, but here it is still anyway. Yeah. That's interesting because. Are you then viewing it as a like historic document? And because like the guise of this is entertainment. It, it right. is. They want it to be consumable. But does there need to be more interpretation or is that interpretation they're, enough? They're kind of doing the whole like if you ever watch like TV on the weekends and, you know, some weird religious like infomercial comes on uh-huh. and they say, this does not present the, not the views the, of the this, views radio, of this, of this station. station or whatever. Yeah. And. So I think it's something like that where I think in a way it's kind of nice where they're kind of owning like, oh, yeah, this was kind of racist. Yeah, I think that needs to be talked but about. But it was also something of its time. Yeah. Um, but so it's it's interesting because I, I have a daughter and she's almost two. And so I'm sharing with her like all these movies that I loved as a kid. You know, I'm watching like Robin Hood and Sword in the Stone and you know, Peter Pan and these classics. And she really lo- she loves Frozen. She's two years old. No context for Frozen. She mm-hmm. turns on Frozen and she's just like, I don't know. They put like visual baby. This is drugs. Citizen Kane. Right. It's a Citizen yeah. Kane of children's movies. Uh-huh. But so we're watching Peter Pan and I was wondering how they're going to pull this off. And say you're a codfish. Say you're a codfish. <laughs> and they have the whole like, got to go get Tiger Lily. There's the the, the Indians. There's the Indians. The yeah, Indians. We're going to go capture. Very one dimensional. We're going to go capture some Indians. And mm-hmm. the the native people that they sh- they present, they're very overly characterized. They're mm-hmm. very like gumpy, droopy looking. They're and not given any dimension. No. And their whole song is like, what makes the red man red? And it's just like, ooh, this does not age well, does it? Then they have a sad song about how they had to go to a boarding school and then everyone <laughs> laughed. You know, stupid stuff like that. It's like, well, let's, let's look how look how weird they are. And, and if I'm watching this with my daughter, I'm like, I loved this movie as a kid and now as an adult in context of like, you know, reality, I'm watching it just like, I don't, I know this is for entertainment value. And then I thought, there's this whole wide world of Disney movies and everything else where this isn't a thing. So I might just have to sacrifice my favorite movie as a child and just like, we're just not going to watch this movie. Well, I there's think, no reason I think to, that there's no the reason to watch it with these huge racial, like, like bigoted 
scenes. There's no reason yeah. when there's perfectly fine movies that don't have any of that. Right. And, you know, I know these are Disney classics, but I'm just going to like propose the question of, um, you know, should these things be continued to be consumable and presented to a mass audience mm. as entertainment? Right. And not okay. like, you know, sure, they like give a warning, but it doesn't really like get into it. Like you know? if they really meant it, they just wouldn't show it. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Is is anyone? But at the same time, um, you know, you're watching this and you're learning from it. But, you know, not right. everyone is going to be looking right. at it with that lens. I could be like, hey, Carly, we're going <clears> to <throat> watch this and we're going to like that. See this? That's not cool. Yeah. You know, I feel like her something that is good is that we're becoming more accepting and more diverse as a culture. But then we kind of forget like the ugly side and like, I don't want to embrace or enjoy the bigotry, Mm -hmm. but I do think having an interaction with it of like, no, this is what we did. We need to turn from this. But I think there's other places, there's other venues for that. It doesn't need to be an animated Disney film. It doesn't need to be a kid's movie. And then, and then the other thing I started thinking about that. And then I was like, wow, the representation of Wendy and like women in this is very like, you know, subservient and very like second class, like the mothers to the father character. And Tinkerbell is very like obsessed with her, her looks and gets very jealous. And, um, it's, it's just like a lot of like boy male centric storytelling white male british american western centerized characters well um you know you kind of when you're more of an adult and you start looking at these things uh more intelligently right you kind of realize the programming that you've had your entire life right. and you know this is just kind of like one um this is one part of the programming you know i watched peter pan a lot when i was growing up and I watched a lot of these other things and you don't really, um, you know, you don't think about th- those things as a child. Right. But as you grow into adulthood, there are all these things that are like packed into your brain. And that is what like forms a bias. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think you have to be uh, very careful about that stuff. But, you know, the, the other thing to consider and what I don't think people realize is uh, Disney is not a public service. <laughs> right. It's a corporation. Right. They are making money uh-huh. and they want to make money. Yeah. Like TV and entertainment is not a public service. It's not their job to be like ethically responsible for my views. Right. But it's something that is um, so ubiquitous. Something like Disney is everywhere. Um, And so many people live in that Disney fantasy that that's kind of what makes it interesting. Right. Because I kind of realized that because I was in the news business, like the TV news business um, for years, like a decade and there's kind of this thing with TV news of it being kind of an institution right. of like helping and protecting the public and holding people accountable. Mm-hmm. But then one day I realized that like, this is a business enterprise. We're not held publicly accountable. We're just trying to get eyeballs so we <laughs> yeah. can sell ad revenue. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, we're not doing it for like, you, a lot of people probably I mean, think you ever watch C-SPAN? Public good. Super boring. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's, that's like pure, here's just facts. Uh-huh. Here's hearings, political hearings, and it's super boring. But that's what it would yeah. be uh-huh. if it was like no, nothing, no, yeah. no spin, you know. So you know they're they're a big enterprise. So that's I think that's one thing to remember. It's true. There's just so much good stuff to watch without the yucky stuff. That yeah. it's just kind of like you know what I know this is a great movie. I don't have to watch it. I don't have yeah, to watch it. Exactly. And you know maybe when she's old enough, we'll be like, hey, we're gonna watch this. And just so you know, there's some problematic stuff that we're gonna talk about. 
Yeah. You know, and I think there's value in, in you know, like when you go visit a, a museum, you know, like, I'm, this is like really dramatic, but like the Holocaust Museum. Mm, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's sad. It's like the most depressing place I've ever yeah. been to. And it's supposed to be because yeah. it's here, like here, remember yeah. this happened, deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really kind of helps you empathize. So, um, I don't know. I just feel like that. And the other thing, and then we'll get to your thing because I'm going on and on and on, is realizing watching all the credits, you talked about how they're not a social enterprise, but how they are shaping the world. It's been mm-hmm. decades and decades and decades of Disney yeah. and companies like Disney. And you look at the credits, and at the time, there are people who are na- at least named, you know, they read as straight white males. Stuart Johnson. They are the writers, the directors, the animators, the the musicians, the voices, the everything. David O'Neill. Yeah, and to realize that like <laughs> all of our culture has been created over the last yeah you know hundreds of years, but at least in televised media, helps by give, uh, by help, white by white men helps give you a scope of the power structure and the power dynamics of right. Uh, you know, continuing to today, I know we have like people of color and women who are uh, rising in the ranks of uh, life. Um, but, you know, our power structure is still very much uh, wealthy white men. Yeah. And then for people to deny that uh, in, in other people's lives is just really depressing. Like, how can you say that there's not like, inequality? Sure. And people say that. Mm-hmm. I know we're a dumb podcast, but people do say that. Yeah. Anyway, that's my hot Disney take. I, like I love it. it. I'm going to watch it. I love Frozen. I love She Watched Pocahontas. Kind of problematic as well, but they got a cool raccoon guy. Oh, Del, I don't know what you're talking about. They have an entire musical number called They're Savages, <laughs> Savages. Well, to be to be fair, to be fair, the white guys are savages too. Well, I guess. It's a, it's like a round. Like it goes back and forth. <laughs> Uh, so uh-huh. the one guy starts singing "Savages" first, and halfway through the syllables, the other guy starts singing. Yeah, I, I understand the irony, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess I see that. So, Dell, um, I have had some realizations as well. Oh yeah. Um, so like in my job, I kind of have to um be paying attention to the zeitgeist of our community. Yeah. Here. So that has me looking around a lot of different uh, news websites and news outlets and various things, and I stumbled upon this photo gallery of we just had thanksgiving so it was mm-hmm. like a thanksgiving-ish race on thanksgiving a lot of communities have it like a turkey trot <clears throat> exactly which to me just reminds me of like a turkey poop yeah for some reason i re- i, re- I relate there'd be like trots to yeah, poops but exactly whatever and i was looking through and this gallery um and there was uh, two men who were in the race. They appeared to be in the late 20s, early 30s. And um, they were wearing American flag singlets oh, with American flag hats. Because they're pro wrestlers? Uh, I think they're really patriotic. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, but it. And that made oh, me think. Like America patriotic. Yeah. And one of them, one of the hats said Murica. Oh. Uh, yeah. And it just like, and this has been something I've been paying attention to, mm-hmm. I would say, over the past couple of years, is I've noticed that um, there are men of a certain age, like 20s, 30s, who they take certain opportunities. It might be um, a 5K. It might be a country music festival. It mm-hmm. might be the 4th of July. They take these times to dress sexy or to like 
show off more of their bodies, but it's not done in a like male sexuality affirming way. It's more done in parody. Yeah. And my thought with that is that um, do they not have very many outlets to uh, display themselves in Mm -hmm. a certain way? What do you think about this? I think that they're just trying to take an opportunity to show all their basic friends that they're a silly goose. Sure. They're crushing some crispy boys. (laughs) And they are such a silly goose. Yeah. Look how alpha I am by looking so scant in this hetero unnormative outfit look how silly i am i think it's another way to dominate the space as well yeah it's like look at me mm-hmm. i'm america and the silly goose and look how crazy i am uh-huh. look how crazy like Aren't i was wonderful i went to um uh a fundraiser a couple years ago and there was a gentleman there who's again a younger millennial gentleman who was wearing like a full and all like velvet red tuxedo okay it was a holiday event but everyone else is in like black or you know classic sure. and he's wearing like red okay. and it was definitely like a hey look at me outfit yeah you know and and then you put the america stuff on top of that there is this i feel like there's always been people like that like if you look at i remember growing up foot with football um the cleveland browns or like the, the the vikings you have these teams where guys dress up in like i'm gonna put on a bra and ponytails and look like a pig and be silly because yeah. it's sports and it's look how silly and wacky I am. And it's like, but I'm, but only silly and wacky in these specific contexts. Yes. Of so like, that's why I think, uh, in one regard, it's kind of like an outlet for them to let go. But I think it's more about them wanting to display themselves as being wonderful, um, and trying to further, um, dominate the space and, uh, you know, present some more toxic masculinity. Yeah. I have heard, of a kind of a sociological theory that men, straight white men generally, try to oversexualize a simple thing because of the simple thing they feel as non-straight and normative. Yes. Example, pro football, a bunch of guys in tight pants smacking each other on the butt, you know, running around, They're... getting in piles. But then you have the cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. You have the sexy commercials. You have all the the beer and the food and it's very like boy bro time but it's like it's like because you're insecure and like subconsciously insecure in the tight pants and the touching and everything so you try to like offset it with all these like ultra masculine like weirdness these tropes yeah i find it interesting because they're dipping their toe into the other Mm -hmm. but um, you know, at the same time, they're determining that the pool is too cold to jump into. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It is. It's like selected silly goosism. <laughs> Why don't you just be silly goose all the time? Why well, do you t- like like? And then you got people like me. I'm wearing a box water hat yeah. in this apple shirt, yep. and I dress like this all the time. Yeah. And you don't see me going around well, like, a, look at me like a silly goose. There, this, it, this would be totally different if it was not done in parody and it was actually done in, I like my body and I want to show it off and I, I'm very comfortable in my sexuality and I want to show off my sexy body. I want to wear some skimpy shorts and a tight shirt because I want to, uh, I want to display myself. I want to be, um, I want the gaze to be on me. Right. So but that's question. not what it's about. About. It's Are there, about asserting themselves as men. I know straight white men pretty much run everything, but I <laughs> and I we don't. I don't think you know me is one no, of them. They invented cars <laughs> and the zipper. 
And the uh, zip line. <laughs> and the Ziploc bag. And the zip line. And the zip code. Yeah. <laughs> and the zip car company. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, zippity doo da the song. Yep. Was, uh, who knows? Anyway, do you feel that... So as a straight white man who doesn't necessarily identify himself as that sort of like macho alpha bro goofy crispy boy um i have felt that when it comes to spaces to to do that unironically it's just that they don't really kind of exist because the the straight white man thing is very like oppressive yeah but it's like i think what you're talking about is people who aren't aware of that and they're just trying to be silly when really there are people that would like to but don't feel that they can sure so what would need to happen for straight white guys to be more in touch with themselves gotta break down the patriarchy (laughs) we have to destroy the patriarchy you know i have a very good friend um and uh she's uh into uh witchcraft and all sorts of things and i said can i be a witch Mm -hmm. can i be a male witch and she said no not until the patriarchy is destroyed oh well and you really want to be a witch though yeah so we got to destroy the patriarchy harry potter was a wizard he didn't destroy the patriarchy though he was not a witch he was a wizard what about (laughs) warlocks could you be a warlock but yeah i think we need to create more of an environment for men uh, to take more fashion risks or mm. um, maybe maybe sexy isn't the right word because that comes with a lot of connotations, but to uh, display their bodies or uh, to display their fashion sense uh, in a different way mm-hmm. that is not going to be done in parody. Right. So they just got to own it. Yeah. Like we're a singlet to the Y. Yeah. But then you can't wear do a it. singlet to your I grandma's like funeral. You got to. <laughs> Really cause a stir. I don't know. You have break to break some rules. I feel like you have to do it unironically. You have to yes. do it because you want to. Yeah. The second that you're ironic about something. It takes a sincerity out of it. It takes a sincerity. And it loses its, it does have its meaning in like, yes, it's ironic and you're kind of like parodying an art form mm-hmm. for for yeah. some, for yourself. But if you're not doing it in earnest, like, like what's the point? Yeah. I think I, uh, I'm not the most fashionable person, but I would like to take, I do take fashion risks sometimes. That cardigan. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we call it. Your wedding, your wedding tuxedo was red? Maroon. Maroon. Burgundy. It was was amazing. Yeah. You just got looked perfect. Yeah. You have to, um, you have to find the items and wear it with confidence. Like. My fashion secret is is mm. <laughs> you have to like have some one thing that's off or unusual, but then the rest of your outfit has to uh, be normal. So here's something that I do, and it's it's kind of like a one part lazy, one part I have a long torso, and one part I I I, I act of rebellion is that at work. I'm pretty casual, not casual casual, but like okay, I wear I wear khakis or like dark you know denim khakis slacks chinos uh i wear my brown like some dockers <laughs> yeah my brown shoes my brown boots my brown uh driving shoes fun driving s- shoes fun socks you know those like <laughs> slip-on leather shoes oh yeah you know and then like a fun sock sure and then like a button-up long sleeve shirt but i'll, I'll untuck it i'll just leave it untucked mm-hmm. you're casual and it's just like why can't this be a thing why do i have to wear a tuck shirt why do i have to wear a tie mm-hmm like why and no one said anything to me about it like i also have tattoos and it's just become like my thing and i just have my shirt untucked and i just go to meetings and i do everything 
and maybe behind closed doors, everyone's like, he'll never make it far. Unless he tucks <laughs> it. That's why I haven't gotten a promotion because yep. they're all like, he doesn't tuck his shirt in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll dress up if I, you know, if it's like, this is a thing you have to do. But like, I just, I don't, like, I'm, I'm going to look nice. I'm going to have my stuff ironed. I'm not wrinkly. I am together. But like, I don't need to tuck my shirt. Yeah. At the very least, I watch Queer Eye. French tuck. Yeah. French talk. Dude, French talk. You ever use how tan says a French talk? He's adorable. He is adorable. <laughs> I love his hair. I love his hair too. I kind of want to take him out to like for pizza and just like blow his mind. With I want to take him to Goodwill and see what happens. <laughs> I want to take him to Kmart and see what happens. I want to take him to the arcade downtown. And- uh-huh. I want to take him to uh, a fish hatchery. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> fish hatchery. So yeah, I think I think we've worked out a solution here. I think I this you know, this is a big structural change. So it's incumbent upon all of us to walk our walks and do what we have to do and be an example and inspire others. I agree with that. I feel so I was listening to a podcast and I'm not going to get it right. But like in order to accept like you can it the pair not the, the paraphrase of it is basically like the only way to find yourself is to like know that you haven't found yourself and then just not care what other people think but not in a i don't care what you think like attitude but just like in a sincere like i'm on a journey you remember this i feel like this was uh very common to say in the early 2010s when we first started to get an idea of going on a personal journey Mm -hmm. i really don't think i like the idea of you have to love yourself before you can love anyone else right i don't really I don't agree. I don't that makes it either. conditional. Right. Agree. <laughs> and you know what? I, honestly, by the time I die, I don't think I'll ever fully get to that loving of myself. Sure. I don't think anybody ever will, really, truly will yeah. love who they actually really fully 100% are. Uh-huh. And it is like, and that's part of the thing with love, I think, is like loving your partner or loving your community, regardless of the bad stuff. You know? Yeah. Well, I think the love of your partner is supposed to help fill in the cracks a little bit. Aww. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Love fills in the cracks. Aha. Uh-huh. But love will never fully fill in, fill in my crack. <laughs> yeah, there's a meme somewhere in there. It's memeable. Uh-huh. That's that's good. Uh-huh. TM, 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 uh-huh. trademark, that's yours. Well, Del, I think we had a fantastic episode. We did. I feel... Feel good, Aaron. Uh-huh. It's a new format for us. Usually, we're silly, goofy boys. We're silly gooses. But I think geese. we had like I think this is a good model for what's to come. We have like some serious topics that we try to have fun with and discuss in a without judgment. We have a lot of things up our sleeves. Like what? You know those samurai swords <gasps> from like that men would have in the two thousand. What, what, what was it with like <laughs> the aughts when like men thought they had to have samurai swords? You ever notice that? Yeah, a lot of guys with swords, guys with hats. Little dragon tattoos. Yeah, dragon tattoos. Dragons were everywhere. I knew there was a guy in choir that had a dragon tattoo. Heard those dragon weird panel shirt It was dragon around a dagger. Yeah. We'll have to get into that. Maybe the next episode we can talk about why a lot of in the new millennium, every man wanted a, bowling, a samurai sword. bowling shirts oh, yeah. really popular? I mean, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to a dumb podcast for smart people. Again, we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on most at the at this moment. I'm going to double check, but we're on all the, I'm going to just say it. At the time you listen to this, we're on every single platform. We're on MySpace. Even MySpace. So give us a review and share with your friends. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We're in the local newspaper. Yeah, we want to provide culture and commentary and some comedy uh, that doesn't, you know, make you fall asleep. 
you can find um, a transcript of this in your local newspaper. <laughs> Back where they put the bids for local construction projects. <laughs> uh-huh. I used public, to public meeting notices. I used to sell like at newspaper ads. We'll talk about that too next time. Sure. So anyway, thanks for listening. Have a great week. And we will be back next week with a dumb podcast for smart people. Happy listening.